Back to the greatest disaster on the internet. It's a four heads podcast. I'm Wait Golden up. Boy alongside Reinforced, Brent, and Sideshow. We're here to talk about some crap. If you guys want to subscribe to us on iTunes, do that. Leave a review. Maybe we'll read it on the show. Who knows? If we're feeling spicy, we'll share it. Also, follow us on Spotify and just check us out whenever podcast platform you choose to listen to, because uh, apparently there's like a million of them. Yeah, there's so uh, many. So there's way too many. I can't uh, believe that yeah. many people copied us, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Brent is feeling a little ill today. Not, not, not ill, per se. But, uh, not well. What's happening? Definitely not well. I, yeah. I'm, I've, I've been having an allergic reaction to something for five days. That's pretty intense. I don't know. I mean, I've had hay fever before. Right? I've had pollen and allergies before. Back in the UK, never had it in the US. Mm. And I, I I initially thought that it was because I walked outside for an hour and a half and walked past a bunch of suburban gardens. And like the pollen and the springtime pollen, yeah. something, something reacted badly. And have and you never been outside off. before in Los Angeles? I've definitely been outside before in Los Angeles. That's what makes <laughs> right. it weird, right? Yeah, but weird, another yeah. thing that I need to consider as well, though, is it's been so long since I've owned a cat. I last owned a cat when I was like, 16 mm. maybe i'm allergic to custer's cats because they were on my bed sleeping ah, so tonight ah. i'm going to change out my bedding and see if that helps that's interesting yeah and then just i don't know but, kind of but that might be why that. because i i was outside today reading my book granted i've, I've taken way too much antihistamines <laughs> which is very toxic for your body but i'm taking a a mix of uh of uh, cetrazine hydrochloride and uh, loratadine with Oof. pseudephedrine. Sounds potent. So, well, yeah. it's just made me incredibly drowsy. So, mm. wow. I, 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 I'm surprised that I didn't have an allergic reaction today because I accidentally headbutted a lily. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were over at Beth's parents and it was her, her mama's birthday. And for some reason, they had. Decided they have a, a big garden out the back that's full of beautiful flowering plants, and one of them was it's called like a cata lily or something. Like it's not exactly a lily; it's it's some type of lily. I, I'm not a mm-hmm. I'm, I don't have very green fingers. I, You're I not a botanist. I'm not a botanist, Alex. Yeah. I'm definitely not. And I, I couldn't stay awake on the way home, but I had to hold it because it didn't have uh, it, uh, lilies. Don't have feet; they just have stalks and they fall over. So I was holding it, okay. and every time I fell asleep, my head just kind of rocked forward, and I would headbutt the lilies every time I went to sleep. <laughs> so I just got all of this fucking orange lily pollen up my nose, just in my eyes, all over the place, because I kept falling asleep and just going, and just headbutting this lily. It's also incredibly toxic for cats, so I had to wash my face when I got in before I saw the cat, because otherwise they have to get IV drips and stuff. You're just fighting cats at this point. Or no, not fighting cats. Not fighting cats. Well, my God, actually, I would well kill cats. cats. Too. If I headbutted a cat right now, I would kill it, Alex. <laughs> Grab Custer's cat and there headbutt There are so it. many things I didn't know were toxic to animals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's actually like... So apparently like dogs are... Uh, 
allergic to like chocolate or yeah, something. Chocolate. You can't have that's a pretty well known no idea. I could have you didn't totally know? gone to like a dinner and just fed their dog chocolate. Just oh like, dear. Oh, Wait, like what? Like I'm imagining well, I... I'm imagining Johnny just force feeding a poodle fucking chocolate pudding. Like no, you like here. that, don't you, you little bitch? You like, know, do you like the chocolate here? You know how it goes, you know, you like you you're, you're at the dinner table, you're eating how whatever. Does it go? Then and then you know dogs are running around and they want uh, they want to eat some of the food and you're like no you can't have the food because you're a dog I am eating the food at the nice dinner, but then you know dessert comes around and you know you stumble upon a chocolate bar or whatever and they're like oh I'm having some chocolate and then maybe I've had like five beers or whatever I don't know how late this dinner is and I just like let wow. the dog lick like some chocolate or something because I'm I'm happy and I'm trying to wow. share my food I wouldn't have known I wouldn't have known. I've also I've also heard of dogs that just snaffle up chocolates like nobody else's business. You know, like you at Christmas when you leave chocolates out underneath a underneath a tree or something, and they just yeah. get into them and they just eat them all. But if apparently it's the darker chocolate that's worse. So if you get into yeah. like the crappy chocolate that's basically just mm. chalk with sugar, milk chocolate. That's that's probably all right. I'm not saying feed it to them, but but that's apparently better. Yeah, it's not as bad. You know, raisins and grapes are also poisonous, Johnny? Grapes, yeah. Um, They're poisonous for dogs. They can result in kidney failure. I I think I would actually think twice before I fell a dog raisin. Really? Because raisins, they're a bit bit tricky. Okay. I kind of did something. uh, It's like alien food. You can't give dogs onion either. Really? I didn't know that. Really? I did not know not that. that okay. I mean, what if kind a, of sick dog... fuck feeds a dog onion anyway? Well, well, sometimes... If the dog eats the okay, raw so... onion, then like, get rid of that dog. So listen, <laughs> listen. Sometimes we would feed the leftovers of like the spaghetti bolognese to like the dogs. Ah. And that has onions oh, in it. Right. What? Even that oh, very tiny okay. amount of onion? Even once no, it's, it's cooked? It's no, not, it's not as bad as grapes, but it is quite bad for them. So uh, about grapes. If, uh, oh, if what did you do, Alex? No, 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 no. Everything's okay. It's just that... When I lived in uh, California, um, Cynthia used to work at the uh, SPCA, and uh, which is like you know the the. Uh, no, what is the SPCA? I, I, I forget. Society the... for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals is that it? I think that's what it is. Yeah, right. SPCA. I think that's what it is. SPCA, yeah, yeah, but uh, it's it's you know they they take in dogs and cats and all sorts of animals, and it's a great little place. Uh, anyway. So Cynthia worked there, and she used to get calls all the time because she worked in the call center where people can call if they had questions about, you know, like issues with their dog or schedule appointments since they had like a cheap clinic there. Um, and uh, one time I was at home, uh, I was I was staying home, and Stella, our, our lovely dog Stella, she was looking at me eat some grapes, and you know I didn't know, so I was like, oh come here, baby, I'll give you a little grape. So I gave her a grape. And then I was like, huh, can she eat grapes? <laughs> so then I called, I called Cynthia and I was like, hey, babe, random question. I don't think it's a big deal, but like, should dogs eat grapes? And then she's like, what? <laughs> you fed Stella a grape? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a green grape. It's like, you can't do that. That's so bad for them. And she was like going through like a million reasons as to why, you know, it was bad. And then I was like, oh, boy, this is this is terrible. So I, I called out of work. I, I, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to stay home. Because I was, you know, I could just stay home and work from home. So I did that. And uh, and she was okay. She was fine. 
Uh, but Cynthia definitely had reservations about leaving her alone with me <laughs> moving forward after Just that. didn't trust you anymore. Yeah. And then there was another time where I left gum on the counter, oh. uh, on our bed counter. And uh, uh, not bed counter. What is it? The, the, the bed table, the, the night table. Right. Nightstand. Nightstand. Sure. Um, and then uh, I left gum there. And then and then Stella kind of sort of had a really good time with it. I mean, her she was minty fresh uh, after she got through with that. Don't know if gum is bad for dogs. I'm fairly certain it is. Uh, but you know, she's still alive and kicking. You know, dude. Imagine before Google, dog owners would just feed their dog shit and be like, "Oh, it died." Yeah. Yo. Yeah. They wouldn't know. My, no my mom. It it's like you can't open a newspaper and just like, oh, dogs can't eat great. Like, you <laughs> I, I, I deadass really... believe Hispanic moms just don't, don't give a fuck and they just do whatever and it works. My dog, Max, lived until he was 18 years old. He was Shizu. And it's not very common for a Shizu to live until 18. Right? Right. Uh, my mom just fed him fucking pedigree. That's all she gave him. And then whatever food was on the table, okay? That dog was living by the sheer willpower and <laughs> desire of eating the food that was on the table. That is that in in Max, I love him to death. He was he was my dog. He was the best. But boy oh boy, he went till the to the end. And it was it's shocking. Uh, meanwhile, we're over here like making sure Stella doesn't have grain. I mean, <laughs> grapes. But you know, we're doing all these different things, yeah, like yeah. make sure she's okay. There's like so many preventative measures now. Dogs have allergies and blah blah blah, and you gotta like make sure. My mom's like, yo, he's like, okay, we get the pedigree. Okay, here you go. The fucking wet food. It's like unbelievable. Well, some dogs also just don't have problems, and also actually, I think this is something that I've noticed more as I've grown up is that I just didn't notice shit when I was young. Like, I'm sure my parents had all sorts of issues that just went completely over my head when I was a kid. But Because it seems like they cared more about stuff as I grew older. But I don't think mm. that was the case. I think they always cared about shit. I just couldn't tell because I was in my own little dumb kid world. What, about, what do you mean run, about shit? Yeah, about, like, <clears throat> so, about, like, uh, uh, foods or politics or the dog or whatever about like actually having discussions about things and debates about whether they're doing the right thing or not. When you're a kid, you just, I think, view your parent as this oracle of of, of knowledge and goodness. And mm -hmm. it seems like they always know exactly what they have to do at every situation. Yeah. They never have yeah. like an internal discussion or dialogue in their head. Wait, what age is this? Because I don't have that. When I was like. I don't have that recollection at all. What? Uh, you don't have a recollection of your parents just knowing what the fuck they were doing? No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I grew up in an environment where people were, like, had strong beliefs. And I was definitely, like, at the dinner table when serious matters were being discussed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But was that what you were talking about? No, not really. I mean, stuff no, like... it's like when you get sick or something like that. And it's like your mom just always knows, like, how to get, how to make you feel better. Right? Oh, like, yeah. you, you know, whenever there's, like, a, a, like a problem that, you know, yeah. maybe there's, like, something broke or whatever. Like... Like when I was drunk, always she was knew. Like, have some water. <laughs> <laughs> just my, I agree with you. My mom always knew everything, and me and Cynthia actually uh, had this conversation because I, I, I think like my mom was cooking, and yo, she makes this rice, and it's it's arrocandule. It's incredible, bro. It is like rice beans. It is the best damn thing. One day I'll, I'll bring some for you guys. Yeah. Dead ass. Okay. Uh, and and she just knows how to make it. She doesn't look at a recipe book. 
She doesn't yeah. do it. She just fucking yeah. takes out this cauldron. She's just making it, and it's done. But at and some then, like, point, she, she cut her finger, and she's like, "Oh, I know exactly what to do." It's like shit like that. But you at know? some like, point, they know. had to learn that, right? Like they they were exactly. human beings. They had to learn it. So it's more likely they learned it when you were a kid. But because that was you know when they were younger as well. But it seemed like yeah. they knew more when you were a kid, uh, because yeah. you're now in a position where you can kind of uh, see the thought process that goes on behind everything. Yeah, I don't know yeah. shit. Like I'm, I, I'm like I can... <laughs> so sad on that, bro. Yeah, if, if something bad happens and I don't have Google, bro, I'm screwed. Well, I'm when you say so that, screwed. I'm just like, yeah, you know, it would have been cool because I love pa- pasta and I, pasta, and I love making my own pasta, and I'm like. What if I could make my own pesto? Like that would mm-hmm. be sick. Oh, I have you no get... freaking idea. I barely know what's in pesto. I, it's like just... garlic, <laughs> you... some green shit, garlic. some nuts. Oh, you could put, yeah, you there's could put a little garlic in there. Basil, yeah. parmesan, and pine nuts are the three main ingredients of a pesto. But you can also add a little bit go. of garlic. For yeah, some yeah. Flavor, I mean, sure you yeah. can. Why, why don't you just Google it? Yeah. No, no, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, but <laughs> the I haven't. The point is that not to talk the, about The point that. is, I haven't had to learn it because I just uh. go buy pesto at the store. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what I just learned while you were talking. I'll be honest with you. I've been in my own little world. <laughs> I know. I don't we, know how. Like, that's our favorite. That's what I've we like about <laughs> But I, you started talking. Oh, here's how I got here. You were talking about your, your dog, and it reminded me of my dog. And I was like, last night I was in bed, and I was thinking, I, I want a dog. I do want a dog, but I can't. I can't get one because of the traveling and yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be living, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's not it's not uh, right to get a dog. But a portable dog. I was thinking, what dog? A portable dog. Like a small dog? I'm not a huge fan of small dogs. Like if I had a choice, I'd get a, a, a you know a medium to large sized dog. Yeah, like a Jindo kind of thing. Yeah. But, but dog, I was looking up different dogs and I've come across the history of the Australian cattle dog. And okay. it's very, it's a very interesting one because not on. a lot of dogs have gone through this breeding process. Please teach it's us. Ambidextrous. <laughs> so essentially, that when people uh, immigrated to, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I've only just registered what you said, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm actually so out of it. The, 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 I love the, you, bro. When people immigrated to Australia <laughs> from England. They realized uh-huh. there was a bunch of land and it's prime for, for raising cows for the beef industry because there's so much free land. Like You can raise cattle so easily compared to England, where they came from. Mm-hmm. But they needed herding dogs for that. So they imported over a bunch of dogs called uh, Smithfields, uh, um, which is kind of like a, a herding dog. Um, and what they found were that they, they just couldn't cope because they, they couldn't cope with the high temperature, the terrain was rougher than they were used to, and the the distance that they had to cross was just ridiculous. So mm. dogs just couldn't really couldn't really cope with it. So what the Australian cattle ranchers did, they bred them with dingoes. Really? Which I find really interesting. Yeah. yeah. They crossed them with dingoes. So which is Whoa. if you don't know what a dingo is, it's a feral breed of, of canine uh, native to Australia. Um, and um, New Zealand and Tasmania, I think, as well. Maybe maybe not New Zealand. Um, but they crossed them with dingoes. And so they started working towards basically crossing a bunch of dogs. So they got, so they worked in a, bunch, a bit of the, the Scottish Highlander collie, a, a dingo, the Smithfields. Uh, but where they, they perfected it when they uh, bred them with Dalmatians because Dalmatians are really good at uh, protecting. They're, they're very easy to work with horses. Um, 
so and, and they're very good with just working out in, in farms and whatnot. And what they came to was this perfect dog for working with horses, with cattle, and coping with the high temperatures of Australia. Bro, that's like Pokemon breeding, dude. It's I think this is sick though. And yeah, yeah and the Australian cattle dogs are one of the healthiest dogs in the world. With very little genetic well, I'm problems. looking at a picture of one of these dogs, and I mean, they're freaking beautiful, man. Yeah, they're a lovely dog, right? Uh, and yeah, they lived some of the longest of oh, all time. Oh, oh. The the record is currently held by uh, um, a, uh, an Australian cattle dog, which is 29 years. I, I should fucking hope that the record for the longest-lived cattle dog is held by a cattle dog. <laughs> Sorry, it was the longest-lived longest dog, but yeah. Oh, the, the longest-lived dog, right, right. Yeah, Australian. life expectancy twelve to sixteen years. Yeah, uh, they their temperament is alert, curious, and present. Maybe we should breed other things with dingoes, like well, uh, like a when? sheep. Like if you wanted a wily sheep that uh, would live the, longer. What is the name world. of what is the name of the the canine that went extinct in Madagascar? Oh, the, in Madagascar. Yeah. Don't you mean the? Do you mean the thala the the ah? Yeah, a thalassine. Yeah, yeah. I can't exactly remember it. Wow. Thylacine. Thylacine. That's what it's called. I guess Shizu's their life expectancy is ten to eighteen years. So I guess Max like just beat that shit out. Yeah, that's what's up. Oh, they're in Tasmania. Yeah, they're in Tasmania, not not (laughs) Madagascar. Because that because they were really Mars away. They were they were what, what is it? driven what is out it, by Johnny? dingoes. What is it, Johnny? Oh my God, I I haven't been listening at all. I I went <laughs> to dingo on Wikipedia. What is the point uh, of a podcast uh, if no one listens? I, I, <laughs> and I I don't know why, but apparently it said uh, it was related to the New Guinea New Guinea singing dog. And I was like, this is a breed called Guinea singing, singing dog. dog. And I was like, what, why the hell are they called singing dogs? So I went on a search to see what singing dog sounds like. And ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> here's a new Guinea singing dog okay. in the document. All right, let me... Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to click on this. Which one is it? Whoa! One is one? I mean, that ain't any singing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. This is in the San Diego Zoo. Oh it's hitting like overtones and undertones. It's harmonizing with itself. But oh but to call God. the howling singing is a bit of a long shot. They've got a great PR person, the New Guinea singing dog. Imagine getting sold a singing dog and ended up with that howling motherfucker. <laughs> Yo, the comments are great. I'll wait till the album comes out. Me when someone eats the last slice of garlic bread. <laughs> oh my God. Isn't that interesting, though, that we've taken dingoes and mixed them with other dogs, and now we've got this dog? It is, yeah. I find that very Yo, interesting. What if they mix Yorkies and singing dogs? I mean... I can't... I mean... Yeah. Do you know what, Jonathan? You could do it. You could be a singing dog breeder. Maybe that's your end game, Johnny. You're just a singing dog. Well, like Hugo's breed. (laughs) You mixed Hugo with the Australian. How would that even work? Hugo could sing. Hugo's just 
a toy. Hugo's not a real Hugo would get animal. ripped to pieces by that big thing. <laughs> I don't want to. Can we leave this topic immediately? <laughs> yeah. Abandon. Yeah, oh, abandon. you don't want to talk about dog fucking Johnny? <laughs> Is that something you don't want to talk about? Well, we, it will be demonetized without cursing. Yeah, We're going to be demonetized anyway. It does, okay, uh, doggy doggy daycare, doggy doo-doo. There you go. That's what you talk about. Oh, Jesus. man, alive. Lord have mercy. All right. Oh, my God. We've crossed uh, so there has been a lot of conversation. We're now going to get into, well, actually, wait, no, I did want to, this is going to be a segue before we get into serious conversation. There's a link in there, comicbook.com. Uh, uh, bring it up real fast. Okay. I just want to read this. IHOP introduces new cereal pancakes, including what? cinnamon toast crunch and crunch berries. If what you go that? to IHOP and you eat one of these pancakes, let us know. I won't eat it because I value my life. But if you happen to go and eat one of these pancakes, is this real? give us a review. This is real. This is America. That is okay? so strange. This is America. Now available now through April 12th. You can get a stack of pancakes topped with either cinnamon toast crunch, crunch berries, or lucky charms. Ooh, actually lucky charms doesn't sound bad. With complimentary toppings. I mean, uh, have you scrolled down and looked at the photo? Because that looks abhorrent. Yeah, it doesn't look very nice. I- imagine but saying, no, thank you. I don't want lovely fruit all over my pancakes. I would like it, you to cover it in highly sweetened grain produce. Shaped what? as berries, though. <laughs> so I, 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 not, I mean, that looks appealing to children. Yes. But why would what? you feed a child that? But, well, America is why. <laughs> Yeah, because they don't know any better, dude. It's terrible. It's yeah. really bad. Uh, but there, there, there you go. So if you happen to eat one of these pancakes, bless you. One, two, give us a review. We would like to hear it. Share with us on YouTube. Um, all right, moving on to the subject that has everyone going crazy. Now everyone is a is a pro and a caster and a host <laughs> for Valorant. The yeah. new what, game what? from Who Riot. Who are these casters? I don't know. Genuinely, I have no idea. Uh, but every like, I'm seeing it all over the place. I see people putting Valorant on their profiles now. Their I mean, Valorant that's, casters. That's, I can respect the hustle, but I didn't even have the gall to call myself an Overwatch caster <laughs> when I when I casted my, when I was already casting Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I remember introducing myself to the Blizzard EU people as, yeah, I'm a TF2 caster. And Mitch was there. Mitch was like, no, no don't listen to him. You cast Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> these, these, the games are even out. These people, what are they doing? Casting over the two-minute footage that they've released over and over again. I think, no idea. I, I think that people had genuinely put in their, um, in their profiles that they were pro players, right? I don't think yes. anyone's actually put that they are being casters, but Monty had an interesting I have tweet. seen one or two. I have really? seen one or you two. Really? You have? I won't call them out because wow. I don't want to be that guy, but I have seen one or two, and for the one or two people that have that in their profile, take it out. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. But go on. What were you saying? Well, Monty had a, a tweet um, yesterday where he said, uh, let me bring it up on the screen, actually. It says... Uh, it's absolute madness behind the scenes the number of casters convinced they're going to transition to Valorant. Considering we don't even know Riot's esports plans or how good or popular the game will be, probably not the greatest idea to go in all in. And it's, it is crazy. Like, the amount of people yeah. who 
I mean, it's all well and good to be like really hyped about a game and try and get in on the ground floor and all of that kind of stuff. But you don't want to, you don't want to abandon your current wait, job or anything. Wait, I unplug my headset. <laughs> this okay, this advice is specifically for you as well, Brent. So you you better plug your headset back in. Uh, it's plugged. It's plugged. So many people are trying to get, just go like all in, right, and just abandon yeah. what was previously their job or what they so, were trying to do and that kind of stuff. On one end, I get it. Right. I think, you know, if you look at Overwatch and you look at a lot of the talent that came into Overwatch, a lot of us came from different games. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt from from uh, COD, me from I don't know what uh, you guys from TF2. Uh, then you got uh, Mitch was doing CS. Yeah. Monty and Doa League. Uh, same thing for Wolf and Achilleo. So it's like, but, I get it. But at that point. You- you could just yeah. say that we just had experience because if you have experience, you must have been working in a previous game, and so people are yes. always going to say that you come from somewhere, you know. Yeah. But no, 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 I'm not denying that. But I think like a lot of these people that are trying to like establish a foothold in it early on, it's it's you know it's their attempt to just try and be like, like you say, get on the ground floor, but just be like yo i'm i'm here and i'm present right now it's it's a it's a risky gamble it's not something i would do personally see i'm excited for the game because it reminds me of Shadowrun, which is like mm. one of my favorite games of all time that's why i'm excited for it and i'm engaged with it because of those reasons not because i have some delusions that i'll be a commentator or or host or whatever for valorant and you know listen i'm famous as shit so there's a reality that they're going to shoot me a call and that's fine and when, when you know when duty calls golden boy answers guys really? golden boy mm-hmm. answers i'm a global icon mm-hmm. and a national treasure so you keep telling us across the world i'm not going to so, lie i would watch a golden boy superhero movie a Golden Boy yeah. superhero movie. I yeah, would too. Like if you co-starred in like a rock movie, like I would be down. What would he be doing? Well, I mean, can you invent a role for him, Jonathan? Because I can't think. I, I can't know, picture I could be it. His, I could be his Puerto Rican Kevin Hart. You're, yeah, comedic <laughs> relief. You know, we call like uh, the Cannonball. You... The Cannonball. Because <laughs> I'm sh- I'm shaking. I I'm just run through uh, people. I see him more like you know uh, the new Spider-Man films. Yeah, in the Spider Verse. You're the Asian kid. Who hangs around with him? Who's the okay, Asian so kid that hangs around Asian? with him? No, but you that was what the Asian kid fulfills like the comedic relief role alongside him, right? Yeah, but Golden Boy's not funny, so I was talking A about little Oh He's lost his neck. Alex lost his neck in reaction to what? that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? Oh my god. Just a, just a sick burn. I died. Um, Valorant, yeah. though. Valorant. What Valorant, do you think though. about the game? What do you think about the name itself? Because before I, you even consider anything else, the name is really weird. It's capitalized in terms of the 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 you know the Twitter name and stuff, and it just seems strange. It's a strange name. What's a what's an Overwatch? Oh, I don't know. I also think that Overwatch itself, although that does roll off the tongue a lot better than Valorant. I think that I oh, actually think Valorant sounds okay. You think Valorant, third form of Valorar. To me, it rolls. You think it rolls, off the, it rolls off the tongue? Yeah, I think Valorant, Valorant, Valorant. Like it sounds fine to me. For when I read it though, I thought it said Valorant, and then I was like, "Okay, Valorant." I don't know what the hell a Valorant is. Well, I mean, now yeah, you I don't know how Valorant. to pronounce it, right? When you first see okay. it. Yeah, because I'm an idiot. But obviously, <laughs> like you know, now that I'm not an idiot, I it, or less of. Uh, it makes sense. 
I, I, I really don't know what to think about it. Is I Valorant even a word? I don't think I'm so. Trying to, trying I don't think it, it is, it right? It said it was Valor. a verb form of the word Valorar. But I can't find what, what Valorar is. Oh, Valorar is like, uh, it's another language. I just looked that up. But like, yeah, you'd think I... it would be, you'd call somebody Valorant. But what does Valorant mean? That's just brave, right? Courageous. There's, I guess. You would yeah, use yeah. other words. I, I just find it weird, okay, that if you were a, one of the largest game dev companies in the world and you wanted to make... I mean, it, it, I mean, my, in my mind, th- this game is a shot to make tactical shooters like Main Street, you know? Yeah. And it just mm. doesn't make sense why you'd make a complicated name for that mainstream game. Why wouldn't you make something? I don't think this memorable? name is complicated, though. This name is not complicated at all. No, but like, all. people would be like, Valorant, like, just, that's okay. just Wait there. one Compa- of those nerd thingies. Compare it to other, like, major video game titles. Like, it's way more complex and fantasy-sounding than Call of Duty, Halo, uh, Overwatch, uh, yeah. Team Fortress. Like, these are all normal words that right, get but, uh, co-opted think... for the video game. This is going in a very different when, direction. When these names were being made, they weren't thinking about search engine optimization. They, no. they should. I think they probably considered that, like, Valorant. Who the fuck was typing that in? Yeah, nobody. Exactly. Yeah. So when you type in Valorant, you know what you're getting. But it makes it very Same easy Same thing with to... Overwatch. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, that's you know true. exactly where you, you know what you're getting with that. Uh, well, yeah, I mean... So I, I, I think I understand it. I'm just, I, I don't think it's like that bad. And I actually, I don't, think, it's I don't a, think it's that bad. I think it's a pretty decent name for, for a game. Like I, I'm trying to find what the story bits were because I thought it was on the website, but I guess it isn't. Um, but the, uh, basically like from what I understand, it's like an agency of people that come from different walks of life so you may have criminals and you may have soldiers and you you have like so many different people so it's a little like overwatch which is kind of like the crux of like every single hero shooter um with that and then i i think the you know moving aside from like what the story is uh i i feel like and what really matters to the people who are listening to this particular podcast is the gameplay yeah and and also how it looks and and I'm going to be very blunt. I said this on my stream the other day, and I kind of stand by it. I'm curious to see where they go with the art direction of the game. Because right now, yes, the character models look, you know, pretty good. And 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 the character design is uh, quite interesting. But what's really kind of like throwing me off right now are the ability designs, like, in uh, the artwork on that. Because a lot of it's, like, smoke but different color. And that kind of is all I'm seeing I right, like, like it. We... It's cartoony. It's it's not it's not covering your screen in particle effects. It's I just like wish had more detail. But detail means particle effects. Means difficulty being able to see things. The way that I they've guess, stylized yeah. the smokes is like it, it looks like you're watching a, an anime or something, and it's like uh, you know anime flames or whatever, and and it's very simple cartoon graphics, which I think will appeal. I think I mean that's like. It's like Fortnite. It's not Fortnite graphics, but it's it's um, it's yeah, like if someone at, Fortnite arised Overwatch and CS:GO and blended them together. But look at Fortnite though. Like Fortnite, even then, they're 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 like explosions and different like, things like that. Like they have they have simplistic detail, but detail nonetheless. This is literally just a series of 
pastel colors you oh, know no like, the, the detail in the maps are sometimes quite beautiful no no, no not, I, and i'm not talking about the maps the maps actually are fine i'm talking specifically about the abilities about the, abilities. the abilities that i've been seeing the yeah. people throwing out there like the smoke screen that yeah. weird thing that was like green and blue that the decay the decay yeah, you got yeah. the decaying field uh the the ice wall like there just isn't like the ice wall again it just had like rough edges i'm like why did it need to have such rough edges like was yeah. that essential is that a part of the story like i'm just curious you know so I, I sort of agree with you but at the same time to me it's all about the fact that it's not even in beta yet like i have no doubt in my mind that a lot is going to improve over time i have such ridiculous faith in riot making this like a great this game the, the, the fact the fact of the matter is just like riot has so many resources um and they're trying to become like the leading game dev company in the world and like, there's no doubt in my mind that they would just improve animations, quality, graphic quality, map yeah. looks like everything. I over think time. this they're stuff not that... going to give up on this project for like five years. No, this this thing that we're watching as well, this gameplay trailer that was released with the devs talking over the top of it, is probably really old footage too. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Be, yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think this is probably pretty old footage because mm-hmm. the release but why date would they is... provide old footage and they do that a lot like what when... looks best for the public if no, you're doing do a first a release you want to do the best possible looking footage no no I it, think if you say common. it's in an alpha then you want to provide something that is going to get better over time you want to continue to make it look like it's improving to show the developmental process mm-hmm. um, I mean okay, yeah I mean you might be right but what, what the idea that came into my mind is it would be interesting to go back and watch uh, the early impressions of like Tracer and stuff when they revealed that. Because mm. obviously Overwatch has changed a ton since yeah. then. Like even until launch, like it changed massively in like the beta and whatever. And it's also who's playing it too, right? Not to take anything away from the Riot people that were playing the game, but obviously when you watch someone like Sebiobi run around as Tracer, it is a much different view than watching a dev run around as Tracer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, you can see it in, in the gameplay. And I, if you put this game in the hands of someone like Simple, for example, the game will look completely different uh, in comparison to what we saw in that uh, video of the round. But that being said, though, I appreciate the fact that Riot uh, released a video that was just comms it was just comms and people talking uh it wasn't like fake you could tell that people were just genuinely having fun it you know i'm sure and i think even one of the other videos they were cursing too oh yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. there was cursing so they bleeped it out but they were cursing yeah yeah they yeah exactly but again you could just clearly tell that there is a uh that there's like a a a raw feel that they want to have with the reveal of this game and i think they definitely achieved that mission because now literally everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Um, but there if was a, a, a... I was just going to say one thing. Sorry, go, go ahead, go, go, No, no, no. No, you did. Okay, real quick. I was talking to ZP, and he had an interesting uh, uh, like perspective on it, but he was quoting someone else, and, and basically it was like, if it wasn't Riot and they came out with something like this, if it was anyone other than Riot, would people be caring this much about this game? No, but I think that's a super reasonable take because you just look at the amount of time and resources they put into League of Legends early on. Like, oh my God, I remember like 2011, 2012, 
like people were looking at League of Legends was like, this is trash. And then it just took off in like a casual community way. Like everyone in my high school were talking about League of Legends. They were grinding. And I was like, no, like I'm a Dota 2 guy. You know, I, I'm not a League of Legends guy. And then League of Legends just took off. Yeah. And like, then they started investing in LCS. Like before the LCS, they were hosting League of Legends at like DreamHacks and ESLs and MLGs, mm-hmm. right? So it was one of us. And what? then over time, right, just invested so much into it. And I think you have to apply that similar concept to Riot now because of their prior experiences with League of Legends. So I, I completely understand that. I mean, if a game like Diabotical was released by Riot, I think we'd be looking at Diabotical in a different way rather than like an indie games dev yeah. studio. Um, but I think it's a perfectly reasonable take. Well, what's wrong with that, you know? That's what I would say. Mm. What do you mean? What's wrong, wrong, with, what's wrong with Riot? What's wrong with what? what? I mean, what's wrong with Z? The ZP is like... Well, no, if he was paraphrasing was somebody player. else. He was paraphrasing okay. somebody else. It was, I was whoever, whoever it was, they're like, yeah. if this wasn't if this wasn't made by Riot, nobody would be talking about it. So, I mean, play, sure, but maybe that's... Hey, go ahead. Maybe that's part of the reason why people are so excited for it in the first place, though, is because there have been CS clones. There's yeah. a cat behind you, Josh. <laughs> cat, dude. That's so good. That's Bren's worst enemy. Yeah, apparently. I don't know yet. How do you tell if you're allergic to cats? Put one in your face, and if it if you start to itch, you're you're allergic to cats. Okay, I'm gonna put I mean, obviously, in my be careful. I don't think that's like scientific advice, obviously, but no, but it's one way to find out. So I gotta do yeah. it. The uh, like, yeah, but but I I I think because Riot's making it, it's, the reason it has so much hype is people people know it's going to be successful in Asia. People know it's going to be successful around the world. Like you're going because League of Legends is popular all around the world, with the exception of Russia, I think. But even then, people play it in Russia, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like, right? I have a foothold in almost every major country. They've been working on a bunch of different games, waiting for something new to come out. And Josh has got a cat. Did you? Uh, there was a post actually on competitive Overwatch uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, it was about the PC bong and, and mm. you know, obviously it was one of those doom and gloom things for overwatch, but, uh, the context that I kind of want to position this is like just riots, utter dominance. It's ridiculous. Like, holy moly. They, uh, what they the had, oh, oh my goodness gracious. The cat sat on the on? keyboard and played the video. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah like i think it's like pc bongs in south korea league of legends played 50 percent mm-hmm. of the time like 50 percent, dude yeah mm-hmm. it's crazy that is that's wild the next game was i think overwatch or PUBG. it was PUBG at like 13 and overwatch at 10 but that is insane yeah that's why yeah. that's why it was so crazy when overwatch took over league of legends in the pc bongs and yeah and i think that the same thing will be paid attention to for Valorant as well, because that's another great part about like why this isn't just a CSGO clone or something, is because Riot actually does have the reach to be able to push this into North America, Europe, and the whole of Asia as well. It can really take off as a global esport in the way that CS has only really been able to do within the last couple of years, harness that Asian yeah. market, and not in a huge way as well. Yeah, I think also, yeah. though, the argument that this game wouldn't stand up on its own without being produced by Riot doesn't make too much sense at all. Because part of having a game be successful is having a ton of people play it. Like, it's not fun to play 
a, a game where there's no one else queuing because you just can't play the matchmaking services. Like actually having thousands and hundreds of thousands of people playing the game at once is part of what makes a game successful because it that makes it more fun to play. Yeah, yeah. which should be an argument to be made why no other clones of CS:GO have really kicked off other yeah. than in Asia, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not only are they not well-supported in terms of the developer side, but they just don't have yeah. the player base to be able to function as a multiplayer game. Yeah, and now with Valorant being, you know, this, I mean, already a, a juggernaut, everyone is, like, just so damn excited for this game, and that's why so many people are, are trying to jump ship. So I think it kind of goes back to an earlier point where it's like, I think it's, it's because it's Riot. It's because mm-hmm. of what they've done for so many... If you're a caster for talent, if what if you're a player, I, I, look, I'm not a League of Legends expert. I know that you know there, there's a lot that I would love to learn about that game, and there's just such a deep and rich history there. But I don't know what they've done for their tier three and tier two scenes. I know that they have tier two for their academy stuff, um, but clearly there's new talent coming up, right? Like I, at the very least, that's what I'm seeing that there is new talent coming up, uh, albeit not the fastest but it's still coming up uh so i think that a lot of people are looking at valorant the same with the same lens that they saw overwatch with and and we're gonna see the usual suspects making their way into valorant but i mean usual suspects i'm talking about the displaced quake pro players or the tier two overwatch people the counter-strike guys that you know maybe didn't really find success and are stuck in mdl especially now with franchise leagues for counter-strike you can bet your ass that a lot of those people that were stuck in those teams that were fighting for a spot in epl or Mm -hmm. or face it or whatever they're going to try or ecs like they're going to try and and just compete in valorant because why continue to beat a dead horse if it ain't getting you anywhere apex as well a lot of the apex players i think will i think apex I think Apex will be okay because they are, their their pro scene hasn't really uh, they haven't had an event yet. I mean, the the major comes up in like two weeks, two three weeks. Yeah, I think oh, that's it why it's not going to be. I mean, I say it's not going to be okay. I mean, I think there's enough players to go around. That no scene is going to die because a new game is released. But I think a lot of those Apex players have the time to be able to try out a game like this and see whether they oh, go somewhere sure. in it. I'm excited yeah. to see the Fortnite kids that are con- going to transition to Valorant because what people don't realize is that these kids are out there playing Kovacs every day and working on their aim. You best believe that some of these kids are going to play Valorant. Yeah, I, but I it's think, a different aim though, right? It's I, I like, don't think it even matters, right? It's more about game sense and smarts. Like when I play CSGO, it's all about like, where is my opponent? It's about... Uh, crosshair placement. Yeah, crosshair placement, you know, walking around corners, utility usage. Like, it's a tactical shooter for a reason. There's a lot of tactical elements in it. Like, we we were playing some this week, and just the fact that you get, like, trade for your teammate is such a huge concept that, like... Yeah. Yeah. It sounds dumb, but it's like there's a lot that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds I, dumb I until think, you play uh, with someone that doesn't understand how to trade. Jaws, yeah. Jaws, somewhere in this house, just but, baiting me like a motherfucker every time I push B. I, I actually <laughs> think... Some people that play like Overwatch are like some of the best aimers around because that is truly aiming. You're not; it's not as much like. I, I will it. say the Reinhardt player. I, I will say though, <laughs> I, I think talent will just will just show showcase itself regardless of what game people play. Like the amount of pro players I've played with, and they just dominate on every game that they yeah. touch. Yeah, there, there's just a certain. Yeah. 
certain ability of some people to just pick up games and just really do well with them. Yeah. I like it doesn't matter if you come from Fortnite, like fucking Dante came from Minecraft, bro. Yeah. Dante's a sick yeah. player, you know? It's, yeah. It, it, yeah. You can't, I don't think you can look at a game too close, but yeah. Do you yeah, think that was evident with uh, Karma from uh, Call of Duty? I watched him play Fortnite with a keyboard and mouse, and he was just crapping on everybody. And this guy plays Call of Duty with a controller. He plays Counter Strike like a beast. Like he's just good at everything he does. But yeah, yeah. go ahead, Josh. If you had to guess at uh, the. Uh, at Riot's plans for Valorant as an esport, because I think a lot of people are going to be guessing about this kind of stuff as it moves forward. It was something that Monty mm. alluded to as well. Do you think they go the same way as Overwatch League did, where they try and launch an LCS-like product immediately for it, or do you think they allow the ESLs, the Dream Hacks of the world, to build this up slowly and figure out whether it is as popular as they believe it can be before they implement? Who's a big Valorant going there? after? Who's Valorant going? Who, what is the game market going after? CS. So what is the what is the model that you're going to want to offer? The open system, to, presumably. The open system. Yeah. You want to do the open system. That's that's what my we, bet is. This is going to be early days league. All right, where you were getting. Uh oh! Oh no! All, 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 all these. What, what happened? Okay, you just lagged for a sec. Uh oh! No, no, Okay, this is. Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. Um. This is early days League of Legends where you were getting MLG, IPL, ESL, all these different companies operating these events. Um, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to let this go on for a while. And if they notice that there's stagnation, then I think like stagnation isn't like the events aren't getting better or no one's like really putting much effort into it. Then I think Riot's going to step in and either A, create a circuit, uh, which I think they might do right away anyway, make a circuit. But then the next thing is, I think they'll they'll go to a, a franchise league so, if they feel like it is necessary. I I agree that it would make the most sense, especially if you're trying to make your esports sustainable. However, playing devil's advocate, I could see them trying to capitalize on the hype the game is generating even before launch. And like there are probably tons of teams that are willing to put in a lot of money in the game, not even knowing how good it is. So mm. maybe if you wanted to generate revenue, the safer option would be to just start not a franchise league, perhaps, but like at least something of substance to get teams to buy in and from there want to improve the quality of the product. Because then at least you have teams invested before the hype dies down if it's not good. You know, mm. if there, there's a small risk, you know, I, we don't I, know. I think Riot's going to be very confident that they can make the game very popular. I don't. Yeah, I but, think you know we saw Artifact, so I'm just saying there, there are cases. Oh yeah, where... and I mean, and TFT as well to some extent, right? Like TFT yeah. is is pretty big, but it's not a <coughs> huge esport. Yeah. Um, it, it, there's yeah. not not going to be a TFT LCS at any point in the future. But I, I think I'm this just... game is different. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and you look at right, VC money out there is insane right now. It is, but I think it'll be even more insane in a couple of years if they start to launch a franchise tournament at that point. I think there's way more problems with launching something franchise straight off the bat. Like, you don't even know who the players are. You're just locking them in for yeah. a year. It makes no sense at the beginning. I'll also say, the if you, if you look at the history, I mean, I think, you know, as much as I, I've loved working on the Overwatch League, one of the, I think, biggest gaffes and mess-ups of Blizzard's end with this whole thing was 
strangling third-party TOs and not allowing them to be able to do anything. Yeah, We had an entire offseason with literally nothing going on besides the World Cup. Yeah, That was it. And then we were left with two months, three months of nothing. And like you could have easily had just supported third-party TOs to be able to run tournaments and then have fun matches where you can have... Mm -hmm. Uh, Korean contenders like you know whatever the teams are out there right now because the names are all out there uh, and then Overwatch League teams and NA contenders teams and EU contenders teams like you could have had everyone just compete in these tournaments but instead you close the system off so much that you, you just you just don't yeah. have you don't have anything going on and and like I get it you want to have an off season I get it players want to have off seasons too that's why you let your the guys who are on the bench start for those teams it's literally what preseason football or or you know like g league shit like that's just that's just what that's for it's just to give people like those opportunities to be able to do stuff and it's very frustrating and it bothers the hell out of me when it comes to overwatch because like there could be so many sick events and also opportunities for other people to be able to shine but we just we just don't get it because the system's so closed yeah. i don't want valorant to do that i i don't want a closed system I want to be able to to see you know open competition yeah and and you know if that I know that like investors don't want that though right like these teams don't want that because they don't want to get re relegated and I I I mean I, I I come from a different time where I personally feel like if you ain't good enough you shouldn't be playing but you know whatever I think there's definitely some middle room there as well isn't there like you can still have one. As the game builds up, you allow third-party tournament organizers to run tournaments. You try and see who the best players are. You have some open-level competition. Uh, a few years into the game, if it really is popping off, then you tr start to make moves towards some kind of Riot-run LCS kind of system or some kind of franchise league or whatever. And then in the off-season, you can still run other events like the ESL majors or whatever if you wanted to. That, that, that's a possibility. Like That could still happen. If, yeah. I feel like if Overwatch wanted to, and if tournament organizers thought that it was beneficial for them as well, that the Overwatch events could still run in the off season, but they they don't. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I get where yeah. GB is coming from, and to add to that point, just a theoretical idea. I do wonder how if Overwatch would be different now if Overwatch League started in twenty seventeen rather than 2018 because 2016 we had a like great year you know release whatever 2017 there wasn't a ton like speaking from a pro player sense like we were signed to misfits and like we were making a few grand a month playing overwatch but we pretty much only played in like online tournaments yeah. and then four western teams were invited to apex a season and uh, then there was takeover two and then world cup and that was it that was our calendar year so I get where GB is coming from, and I wonder how things would have been different. But you know, it's... but that's also because everyone else that was running events pulled out because they recognized that there was no chance that they were going to be able to actually build profit off of this game because Blizzard was going to yeah. take everything away. Yeah, that's true. So why why would MLG, ESL, Face It, E League, like why would they run these events? I remember uh, doing that uh, Overwatch Open with E League. And I, I distinctly remember asking them if they were going to do more. And they said, that's entirely up to Blizzard. And now we know how that turned out. Yeah. So, and, and that was a phenomenal event. I it genuinely was, yeah, enjoyed it was great. working that one. Uh, and just watching it as a fan, it was great too. Um, 
but nope, you know, never happened again because we ended up getting the Overwatch League. So I, and again, Overwatch League is great. Like I, I, I genuinely love the Overwatch League. I just wish that there was, there was just more. Like you, you yeah. have these brands, you have these teams. Just give us more. I, and I want the local markets to do some more, right? Let 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 NYXL host a tournament for a hundred grand, you know, and 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 bring out all the teams and just have them compete, right? Yeah. Like have have whoever like do a qualifier. I don't know, but. The reason why they don't do that, and you know, I think it's pretty obvious, is because if, let's say, I mean, I don't know, like not the dog on any teams, but let's say like Houston Outlaws, who, even though they won, so good on them, uh, yeah. you know, let's say the Outlaws, right, who had a struggle, let's say that that was the Outlaws that we were going to see in these competitions for qualifiers and they didn't qualify, then people are like, well, why the hell is this team in the league, you know, which, I don't know, maybe that's the reason why, I mean, that it we It gets complicated. I mean, at least we have like contenders gaunted and shit but it's not the same thing i get that it's not the same thing um but if you start pre- like not forcing uh but say you run like overwatch league off-season tournaments and shit as well then you get to the point where oh did the players ever have a break and or will like fans be disappointed if they don't bring sinatra or super for like sinatra, uh, super yeah, san francisco shop when they play so yeah it's a complicated issue because at some point in the year, like the players need a break. I think maybe the offseason was a bit too long last year. Like maybe you can run stuff until like end of October, and then players can have like November, December off. There's yeah. a lot of uh, I don't issues know. of running stuff if you're running like a, a lockdown Overwatch league. Because uh, if you're in a third party tournament, there's like it comes into question what does it get broadcast on if it's not youtube then it's going to conflict with broadcasts rights yeah yeah things like that complicated um which you know devalues your own deal when it comes to negotiation time which is exactly what i just i just don't want valorant to do yeah i don't think i don't think they will but i don't think they will either talking about the valorant um similarities to the overwatch league as well they've also had to cancel um, the first hands-on gameplay events with uh, a bunch of influencers that I believe were going to be coming out due to the yeah. coronavirus health risks stuff. They uh, they tweeted earlier on today just saying that they were canceling the events because of health risks. Uh, you know, because you fly people in from all over the world and they have to go through all of the airports. It's just that would be terrible press to begin the game with, right? So, yeah. That's really unfortunate. I mean, it goes back to the coronavirus stuff we were talking about in the last episode. But I will say, though, hate Stylos. How dare he have this badass invite, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't get shit. And I'm I'm on a TV show with Dwayne Johnson called The yeah, Titan but... Games on NBC. It's Bro, your fair. YouTube numbers are doggy doo-doo. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me <laughs> like that. That's, what they, that's okay. what they care about, bro. I'm a grown-ass man. All right, respect me. <laughs> maybe maybe they extended an invitation to the foreheads, but I mean, maybe it got lost. Where the hell do you send it know. to? Maybe it got lost, bro. I don't you know. Send it to Gloucester, Gloucester Grill, you know, yeah. <laughs> like Gloss Grill. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, the other thing about Valorant that I did want to uh, touch on that I think is the funniest part about this whole thing uh, are the Discord communities and the Twitter pro- accounts that have been created around it, dude. The Discord wars are real. I didn't know that this was a thing. There's like a Project Valorant Discord and then a Valorant Pro Discord and they don't like each other 
because the project Valorant Discord was like, you know, acting as if they were the real Valorant account. Uh, but back when it was called Project A, yeah, and then, it, dude, it's it's great. It's like, it's just it's just wars. Like I, a buddy of mine, uh, actually, this guy I know from Call of Duty, uh, Dexbot, he actually like runs the social media for Project Valorant. And then Elvin Path, who is a guy that I, I knew from uh, working in Paladins, uh, is one of the guys that's working on um on on the project no the valent valent valorant pro discord it's just great right. it's just a little little turf wars going on yeah. on the internet how mm -hmm. how many people how many people does the official valorant discord actually have is there an official look. valorant discord yeah yeah, yeah there is let me have a look, like, have a look. 5, it's got a lot of people in there cuz the the these social things like the Twitter and the YouTube were only set up very recently. And the amount of followers they have is huge and just growing every single day. Like the Valorant Twitter is on 250k followers. And I think it only got announced two days ago, I want to say. Maybe yeah. it was three days ago. So I can't exactly the, remember. No, online yeah. in the Discord alone, online, doesn't show offline, is 8,500. Hmm. And then the Violent YouTube channel as well has 63, 64K subscribers, and that's only posted one video that has 1.4 million views. I mean, the hype around this game is real. And I think that's part of the reason why CSGO is doing insanely well right now as well. A lot of people are just remembering how sick this format is for, for oh, playing. Yeah. The, CSGO has been smashing records. It's got, it just keeps beating its peak uh, view, uh, sorry, players. The average player count and the peak player count have gone up just massively. Yeah, and that was even before Valorant uh, was announced as a, as the game. We knew Project A was coming, but we didn't yeah. get the info dump, right? Yeah. So people are just genuinely into what's going on right now with Counter-Strike. And that just, you know, this is the other thing, right? Because obviously Valorant's going after CS and their audience. I think that they're trying to cast a pretty wide net and then wrap in whoever they can possibly get, which is going to be hundreds of thousands. And yeah. their big play is obviously going to be the Asian market since they have a lot of trust in that region as well. But how sick is it that Counter-Strike to this day continues to be the benchmark yeah. upon which all esports are measured? Absolutely like, holy ridiculous. Holy crap, dude. That's pretty to sick. To this day, like, it's that, Street Fighter, and Smash. Like, it, it, like those are the three that have stood the test of time. Mm-hmm. And have managed to just time and time again give us incredible events, dramatic storylines, top-tier professional players, and they only seem to keep getting better. Like, how crazy is that? Can you imagine a simple play like years ago? Like, that'd be my <sighs> That's actually the biggest reason that I'm excited about Valorant. More so than it being Riot, more so than anything else, is that it follows the same formula of cs which is the best esports formula it's it's super simple to be able to watch because you shoot man with gun and you hit in head it do more damage you like my dad can understand cs he doesn't understand yeah. all the smokes and timings and stuff like that but he can tell when someone's good because they hit people and they die it's like super obvious at a base level and then it's got so much depth on top of that and rich player histories and all sorts of stuff but just the way the game is created with really tight gunplay that has a short time to kill and then the format of the rounds where it, there's a tension in the round because there's a timer ticking down and the 
uh, T's are forced to push in and the CTs have to repel them and it's got max rounds and stuff. It's all very easy to spectate. It's very easy to tell who's winning. There's a lot of comeback potentials. The economy works in terms of balance. It's a, it's almost a perfectly designed game, I feel, for, for esports, that is. Uh, you compare it yeah. to other games yeah. that have yeah. these issues of like the respawn waves in 2CP in, in Overwatch or just the imbalanced heroes that you can get in, in MOBAs and other things, which Valorant just, might have yeah. a bit of. It's it's just so fucking think, good. Uh, think about how easy it is to explain to someone who's never watched it for the first time. Yeah. yeah. This side is trying to plant a bomb. The other people are trying to stop them. Yeah. yeah. Guns. And like, that's Doom it. That's what you need to know. Yeah. Yep. You don't respawn. The only other game, that, yeah, and it's like Street Fighter. This guy is trying to beat this guy. And once the bar goes down, that guy's done. Yeah, and that guy wins. Yeah. Or Rocket, Rocket League. League. Rocket League they're is the other big get, one. They're trying to get the ball into the goal. Yep. Yeah, they have to defend. It's super easy. Like that. That is what uh, I had a meeting today where I was actually talking to some people about uh, esports stuff, and they were asking because I I, I tried to explain Overwatch because I told them, oh yeah, you know, I do some stuff in Overwatch. Yeah, and I tried to explain it to them. What did you say? And it, well, I mean, I genuinely was just like, oh, it's a shooting game where people have different characters and different abilities and different roles yeah. and there's different objectives. And like there, you can't really explain overwatch. Uh, four different years, game types as well. Yeah. <laughs> years ago when I did the e-league event, uh, the, the stage manager that I worked with was this woman named Candace. She's the best. And Candace uh, was my stage manager when I did Titan games. Oh wait, shit. Is and, that in Atlanta? Ely yeah, in, Atlanta. in Atlanta. We worked with Candice at the Atlanta mm. homestand. She was our stage manager. She oh, fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah dude, well, I mean, it, it, I suppose it could be two different stage managers called Candice, but it's probably no, no, the no. Same blonde one. hair, blonde hair. She was. She gave you. She didn't take any shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Candice. Yeah yeah. 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 Candace is the best. Okay. So she was my uh, uh, talent. Or sorry, my stage manager for Titan Games, and we were talking about that day when I explained to her Overwatch, and I had to show her the screen and then explain each thing as it went yeah. along. And then she's like, okay, I kind of get it. So they got to take this thing and put it here. It's like, yes, that's the first game. The second game <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. they have to capture this yeah. point and then capture this next point. And she's like, okay, why don't they just capture one point and hold that point? It's like, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> and then I was like, but then there's the next game where you have to capture the point and then take the thing. Yeah, and, she, and then she's like, "Okay, so it's like a hybrid." It's like exactly, it's called hybrid. And then the last game is that they capture the point and then they hold the point until they get to one hundred percent. She's like, "So why can't you just do that in the other mode?" And I said, "That's a good question." <laughs> you know? yeah. like, it is complicated. I'm not it trying is, to yeah. dog on Overwatch because I love the game, but it is just it is an insanely complicated game. It is, and there's nothing that you can do to solve that. Like, that's a problem that we've had from the broadcast side of it as well, is what do you do? Do you try and educate people on it? Like, that's that's really boring for people that already know things. Do you try and explain it as it goes along? Do you just hope that the players, the, the viewers are players and they already understand it? You're going to avoid a lot of those problems just with the base design of Valorant. Yeah. Because it's borrowing from CS, which just has such a phenomenally easy to understand and intuitive base design for the game yeah it's gonna be uh and also dude i thought we'd be getting valorant in 2021 so did i holy crap the idea that this is going to be a summer 2020 release blows my mind i they're so fast they, 
made it seem like it was going to come out in 2021. And I yeah. think that was a giga eight fucking head brain play <laughs> that they made because now Valorant will be out in the world in the summer when kids are home. Yeah. And yeah. guess who guess who has a game coming out at the end of the year? Overwatch 2 and yeah. Halo Infinite yeah. and the new Call of Duty. And everyone's going to be playing They Valorant. beat them all to the punch. It's, it's crazy. Everyone thought that they were going to beat Valorant. Everyone thought that they were going to get ahead of the market on Valorant. It ain't wow. happening. It's a freaking but, a mecha brain play. But uh, <laughs> even if they beat everyone to the market, I, I the the player base, people have been saying that this, I, mainly trolls online have been saying that this is like, oh, it's going to kill the so-and-so game. You know, it's like, it's oh. Not. Rainbow Six is like in trouble. Overwatch is in trouble. Bruh, the Mercy Mains ain't going to be pl- playing on Valorant, are they? They're not going to be <laughs> chucking these air grenades around corners, fam. They're, they're, they're going to stick to their games because they like the characters. And, yeah, you know, it's their game. They're, yeah, they're going to stick with Overwatch. And when Overwatch no two game's going to get affected. Buy it because they like the story mode and they like the lore. But this is. Yeah, I think the Valorant will be successful for different reasons, but it is sick that it comes out early. But I think even if it came out after these games, it would still be just as successful. It's just nice that we get to play it sooner. Yeah, it, it, it's going to slap either way. The the just the thing that yeah, you're right. I I just Fortnite proved that there are millions more gamers out there. Oh yeah. When when there is something worth coming out of the woodwork for they will do it. Yeah, it's not a zero sum. It's not a zero sum game. I mean, it's obvious that it's not a zero sum game. There are different times throughout games lives where they suddenly get major increases in player base and and people, where have those people been? They haven't been off playing, uh, I can't remember, what's the the shooter called in in China, the CSGO clone? Crossfire? Crossfire is the one that I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah. Sudden attack as well. Sudden attack, Yeah. yeah. They they haven't all all of these people haven't just been playing that the people that are contributing to this enormous surge in the CS:GO numbers they they just fact, have been I, doing other shit. I casted Crossfire. Oh, you did, did? You? I did two events. Yeah, did two Crossfire wow. events. Was it, they uh, pay very well apparently. They did. I got yeah. paid very well. They pay very but well. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, I I liked it. I actually, casted one with Gex. Yes, I was oh, going to really? say that Gex casted. Yeah, I casted with Gex, uh, WCG, uh, North Carolina. <laughs> what? I don't remember the year. But yeah, cast with oh. Gex. It was like a eight-team crossfire tournament. That's pretty sick. And that was the oh. most fun I had all weekend. Because I well, I had to cast uh, StarCraft, and I knew nothing about it. And then I had to cra- cast FIFA, and there was no graphics. So I had no idea who was playing what. <laughs> and they were both using Real Madrid. So like I had no idea what was what. I mean, that nice. was esports back then, people. You had no graphics. I went to the ESL uh guy. I was just like, hey, uh I went to Craig. He's gonna give me shit for this if he ever hears it. I was like, hey Craig, could I get some graphics for uh for FIFA? He was like, they didn't pay for that. And I was like, mm, interesting. <laughs> uh, well, I need graphics because otherwise I can't commentate this video game effectively. And he's like all right, we'll put some text on screen. <laughs> that was it. Text on screen. Nice. Oh, bro. That's E-sports, good shit. Baby. Uh, how long oh. we are right now? Uh, we're at one hour six. Whoa. Oh, shit. This was supposed to be a short episode because Brent's dying. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Brent. Mm-hmm. But 
Valorant's just too fun to talk about, honestly. We're going to be talking more about Valorant because there's there's a lot to dissect. I mean, there's the the fact that, you know, the, the event got canceled. What does that mean? Uh, Blizzard, or we did touch on it briefly. Blizzard said that a beta coming this week is 100% false. When are we going to see the beta? Oh, Riot, you mean? There's a oh, sorry, Riot. On the subreddit, submitted an hour ago. That someone leaked that it come that it's coming in three weeks, but they might just be bullshit. So we'll bring it up next episode. See if it's yeah. Out. Well, the thing, the the source for that, and we're just gonna say this and then we'll end it was Eurogamer, which actually isn't all that. Uh, you know, it's not not a source that I would be like, oh yeah, no, they're lying. Like Eurogamer is like pretty legit. So uh, it'll be interesting. Valorant is here. Yep. And there you have it. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the Four Heads Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, as always. If you want to, uh, if you want to leave a comment, want to leave a review uh, on Apple Podcasts, go on and do so. You can also rate us there as well. Follow us on Spotify. Leave a comment on YouTube. Want to hear from you guys and what you have to say about Valorant. Really curious about your perspectives. Uh, last episode, Owen Pat said, Johnny, my ears are bleeding. Please consider taking levels before oh. show or using a compressor, <laughs> you mong. Or there was uh, another one. Start with. Uh, he didn't say you mong, but. Or uh, Boris Johnson's child, by far the best joke this podcast has ever seen. Oh, I thought uh, he was about to say Boris Johnson's child. I hate you. And uh, I, just, I thought he was going to call me, but uh, anyway. We already did last episode. <laughs> Yeah, but but I thought he was calling. He was continuing it and was gonna come out with something. I don't know. I, listen, my brain ain't working. Let's <laughs> there we uh, go. All right. Finally, folks. wholesome story. One minute. Here we go. Okay. Uh, astonishing survey shows blue whales maybe making a comeback. So hell yeah, yeah. let's go blue, blue whales. whales. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's all. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's because uh, of the rising sea temperatures means that oh. krill are more abundant. I th- oh my god, I thought you were going to say the rising sea levels mean there's more space for them in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I was going to say that. Does that make that me That preliminary it? data does not suggest it has been a particularly unusual krill year. Uh, gentlemen, the preliminary awesome. data doesn't provide us with enough intelligence. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> All right, boys. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening to fi- uh, the Fahad. The four heads. Give us uh, all the love on social media. Comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think about Valerie. And we will talk about it in the next episode. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Peace. Later. Bye. Oh, peace. Bye.